Dive to left. Deion Sanders at the wall. And Bagwell has his first Major League home run. Bagwell has delivered. And the Astros lead it now. 3-1. to one. Oh, what a relief it is. Who has wanted so much to help this ball club and get himself established in the big leagues. And that is a big one. I guess on a personal note, you know, you can't get higher than this. So... Uh, that's a true honor for me. Um, it's just kind of weird because, you know, I think of the Hall of Famers, you know, I think of Yaz and I think of, you know, Aaron and Ruth and Mantle and those guys. And, you know, to put myself in the same place is kind of hard for me to grasp. But uh, apparently that's where I'm going to be. Now, another Astros podcast. Welcome back. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks joined by Astros General Manager Jeff Luno, as we are every Sunday. And a really special Sunday for the Astros today, Jeff. And you have a chance to to be in Cooperstown right now to see Jeff Bagwell going into the the Baseball Hall of Fame. You were there two years ago when Craig Biggio was inducted, and and just a a great day, a great moment for the uh, Astros organization. It really is. It couldn't be a more beautiful day here in Cooperstown, and I know Jeff is feeling great about what's going to happen today. It's a special honor, not only for him, but for the organization. This is the second player we've had inducted as Astros, and there's a ton of Astros fans here. We outnumber everybody else probably two to one, Mm. and it's just a great, exciting day for everybody. That's what I was going to ask. I mean, with Biggio, it was a sea of orange at Cooperstown. You got the same feel? We did. I mean, there's, there was a ton of uh, Astros fans along the parade route yesterday. They're all over town. Right. And I have a feeling that uh, today at the uh, ceremony they're going to be uh, outnumbering everybody else. Jeff, you guys placed Will Harris back on the disabled list. Uh, right shoulder inflammation, just not clearing up yet. It's not. And, you know, he had his rehab uh, outing and everything went well. And then really it was right before – the game was about to start. He was warming up, and he, he just didn't feel right. And, you know, we're fortunate right now that we don't have to push anybody. I think if we were in the midst of a playoff race at the end of September, he would have pitched. But right now, we're just going to take a little time off, make sure he's 100% healed before he comes back. The non-waiver trade deadline is tomorrow afternoon, and uh, obviously lots of rumors out there. There have already been a, a few trades that have been made. Uh, what can you tell us about where the Astros are right now and, uh, and and your thoughts in terms of the chances that the Astros do something, make a move but before that deadline tomorrow? Well, there's there's been a lot done, but I still think there's going to be quite a few deals done tomorrow. I've maintained all along this is going to be a deadline that's going to force deals really on the Monday, which is tomorrow. So I still think there's going to be a lot done, and, and hopefully the Astros will be involved. But we're going to make moves that make sense for our organization, and, and I hope there's something out there for us. Jeff, presumably you're in on a, on a lot of different players. How do you calculate? Do you have uh, values assigned to certain, say, minor league prospects in your organization just to see if it makes sense? We do. We've got values assigned to all of our prospects, all of their players, all of our players. And we sum it all up and do the math. But then on top of that, we also look at the situation, what's going to happen down the road, uh, what's, what's the impact on our attendance if we go deeper in the playoffs. All these factors come into play. You try and balance it all out. At the end of the day, you end up with a ton of information. You kind of have to go with what your gut's telling you, that this is the right move for the organization or not. I've got a lot of experienced advisors giving me counsel. And you know, hopefully we'll make the right decision. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks once again joined by Astros general manager Jeff Luno. The Astros uh, making a, a roster move a few days ago, sending Michael Feliz down to Double A Corpus Christi. And uh, it's been a, a bit of a rough patch for Feliz. You know, he came up last year and uh, after struggling early, wound up pitching really well and being a big key for the Astros down the stretch uh, and got off to a decent start this year. Obviously unfortunate to, to have Feliz have to go back to the minor leagues with the success that he's had. It, it is, but we saw last year with Feliz, you know, there's times when he's absolutely dominant and there's times when he loses it a little bit. 
and and that's one of those times recently. So we're going to send him to corpus. We're going to sort of treat it like a rehab assignment where he's going to pitch on a regular schedule, clear his mind, and just get back to the Feliz that we know he's capable of being. This is a guy that can definitely help us in the postseason, and he's a high-leverage reliever and, and, you know, throws high 90s with good break and stuff. So we expect him to be back. we got plenty of time for him to sort it out, and, and I, I'm sure he will. And perhaps a similar situation with James Hoyt, whose strikeout numbers are great. It just hasn't worked out for him in the last three weeks. What are you looking uh, for James Hoyt to do when he goes down to Fresno? Yeah, same thing there. We know the stuff is good. We know he can get guys out. He's got a ton of strikeouts, like you said. Yeah. Um, it's really about him becoming more efficient and trusting his stuff and, and using the right weapons at the right time. Um, you know, he was frustrated by his performance because he knows he can get these guys out. So, again, a big weapon for us. Just need him to clear his mind and get get straight again and come back and help us out. It looked like Derek Fisher was going to go back to uh, AAA when Dallas Keuchel came off the DL at the start of this series. But then George Springer wound up going on the disabled list. Uh, the quad injury didn't quite heal uh, as quickly as the Astros had hoped that it would. But uh, a great opportunity for Derek Fisher, a bit of a, a more extended look to to give him a chance to show what he can do with uh, what he's been doing at AAA. It's been pretty impressive. It is, and I think, you know, he hit the triple last night. He's already got a couple bombs. He's going to continue to play good baseball for us. We know he's ready to be a major league contributor on an everyday basis. It's just a matter of uh, clearing the spots for him. So um, he's going to get a chance right now with Springer on the DL, and we'll see what happens when Springer comes back. But this is a guy that's definitely going to help us and a guy that we're going to have to really think about putting on a playoff roster should we be fortunate enough to get there. Jeff, with just about a month left in the minor league season, you probably have a good idea about how strong you are in different areas in the minor leagues. When you assess uh, the the farm system as a whole and when you're looking at the trade deadline, where are you guys strongest? We're, we're really strong in pitching. We've got some great arms, and a lot of clubs are asking for those guys. We're strong at third base between Moran and Davis and some of the other players we have. I think we're a little light uh, maybe in the middle infield. That used to be a strength of ours. Um, and we've got some good catching. We've got several catchers that we really like. And, the, you know, it's just in Tri-City this week. And another catcher we picked up from LSU has gotten off to a good start. So uh, it's, it's a good draft class that's going to help us. And we're strong in, in almost all areas right now. And, you know, when you talk about pitching, Jeff, and, and the trade deadline, which we talked to you about a little earlier, and evaluating pitching prospects, uh, I mentioned it has to be a delicate balance between weighing maybe a current performance where you have a guy who's performed really well uh, but but maybe doesn't project uh, quite the same as maybe somebody who hasn't performed as well but maybe projects to be a, a better pitcher as he advances. Yeah, you're right about that. I mean, you know, we look at Martez. He was an absolutely dominant uh, starter in double-A and then got to triple-A and scuffled a little bit, got to the big leagues. And I think his last few outings um, have shown us that, that he has the stuff to compete at this level. So you never know. You know, we try and grade the stuff. We also try and grade the performance track record. But we also know that as they go up each level, it gets harder and harder. So our scouts do a good job. Our coaches do a good job of giving us feedback. But all we can do at the end of the day is take our best guess as to what this, what this pitcher is going to become in the big leagues. Jeff Luno, Astros General Manager, thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy Cooperstown. I will, and uh, go Bagwell and go Astros. Bagwell taps it, slowly hit Tatis coming a long way, and safe at first, hit number 2,000 for Jeff Bagwell in the same place where Craig Biggio got his 2,000th two years ago on an infield hit. Nice reception by the fans here in Montreal for that milestone hit for Baggy. 
My strength came from my legs and my core. You know, that's where I got all my power. The actual swing process, I spread out because Tony Gwynn spread out, obviously not the extent that I did, basically to keep his head still, and that's all I was trying to do. And I started stepping backwards a little bit, and I have no idea why I started doing that. My hands dropped, but I, I was fortunate enough that I could get him up in time to still hit a fastball. I don't know. It worked out. I have no idea. Like I said, I wouldn't teach that to anybody. High drive to left field. Bagwell watches it go, and this is number two of the game for him. Further out toward left center over the 379 side for number 20 and number 400 in his career. Earlier we were talking about Craig Biggio and round milestone numbers and start thinking about the Hall of Fame. Obviously it's a fairly select group when you start talking about 400 home runs and a big ovation from the fans here in Cincinnati. You know, I wasn't born I, I believe with all the gifts in the entire world. You know, I was very fortunate in the fact that I didn't give up which is a big thing that my father has always taught me is to never give up and I was very fortunate that I did, you know, heed those words from my dad. I'm not giving up because I kept going. And I tell the kids that too. I said, you know, hey, I don't care what you want to be. Give it your all because the last thing on earth is you want to do is go back and say, man, if I could have done this, at least I know that I gave everything I could. This has been a production. And whoever in this crowd wasn't standing before, well, they're getting to their feet now. Of the Houston Astros. This place is rocking right now. Radio Network.